You're listening to the Unfree Parents Podcast, episode 041. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Unfree's McGee. I'm Sarah Tahimiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Unfree. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I hope that you were able to check out last week's show, a recap of the Umfrey shows in Oakland and Los Angeles, California, as well as their stop at the M3F Festival in Phoenix, Arizona. If you did not, there is a link in the show notes where you can check that out. Recently announced for the band, a stop at this year's Camp Bisco, happening July 18th through 20th in Scranton, PA at Montage Mountain. No word yet on what day they will be playing exactly that weekend, but I did throw a link in the show notes where you can get all the information. If hitting up this festival is on your radar this summer, I'm going to be honest, I am not a Disco Biscuits fan at all. Um, so this is, even though Scranton's not super far from me, probably about six hours, um, this is not one that I'm going to be hitting up. Hopefully with them being in that area, um, around that time frame means maybe a closer show that I would much rather go to. Also, another festival appearance announced for the band, Summer Meltdown, August 1st through 4th in Darrington, Washington. This being the seventh festival that Umphreys has announced they will play in the summer of 2019, starting with Summer Camp, Memorial Day weekend. Information about Summer Meltdown can also be found in the show notes. All right, moving on to Hall of Fame 2018 voting. Quick reminder, if you are listening to this episode when it airs, which is March 19th, 2019, today is the last day to get your round one votes in. So if you have not done that, do it today. Today is the last day to do it. Um, This was very, very hard to come up with a list. And after I submitted my round one votes, of course... You know, seeing other people's lists um, on social media, you're like, damn it, fucking forgot about that. And for me, one of those would definitely be Liquid from the Urbana show in October uh, the 18th, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, You know, that one was not on my list, but it definitely was one that I'm hoping makes it into round two so I can vote for it there. Um, so my list comes up with Night Nurse from May 24th, It Doesn't Matter from June 30th, Phil's Farm, which this one was especially hard to choose because I've mentioned so many times 2018 was really year of the Phil's for sure. Um, but I went with Sexy Phil's from Red Rocks, July 6th. Bright Lights Big City from Bayless's birthday show on August 11th. The first time that they did the jam with that song. And I'm just all about the way that they've revived that song and reinvented it. Uh, Draconin from August 12th. Of course, Attachments from August 18th. Um, I still personally think that's the best version of that song that they've ever done. Uh, Got Your Milk right here. From October 12th, Higgins from December 15th, 
Slacker from December 30th. And finally, the Cemetery Walk 2 from New Year's this past year. I did make a nugs list of my picks for round one. So if you are a subscriber of nugs, there is a link in the show notes where you can give a listen to what I thought was the best of the year. Although it's it's really hard to say that's the best because it was just it was a stellar, stellar year. So let's dive into this week's show. The band did a recent few nights throughout the Pacific Northwest and then made a stop in Sandpoint, Idaho. We'll be splitting up those four nights into two episodes. This one will recap the March 7th show in Bend, Oregon, and the March 8th show in Eugene, Oregon. And then next week, we'll feature a recap of the March 9th Seattle, Washington show and the March 10th Sandpoint, Idaho show. Okay, so March 7th, the band played at the Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon. A fun fact about this venue, courtesy of my brothers in UM, UM Freaks Anonymous and UM Facts on Twitter, this was the first time that the band has played in Bend with Chris Myers. The band has played there two times, however, on June 26th, 2001 and April 18th, 2002, but with founding drummer Mike Miro. That April 18th, 2002 show actually took place upstairs in the Domino Room. This space only had a capacity of 300, and it is this show that Resolution was debuted in full. The rest of the set list from that night looks amazing as well. Fussy Dutchman, Push the Pig, Her Bird Bath, The Fuzz, Kabump, the debut of Resolution, Roulette, A Go-Go, Triple Wide, Fuzz, and that was just set one. There has been a request to Kevin Browning on Twitter to have a tape of this released, so we will see if that happens because I would love to listen to this show. It looks very sick. Um, I will link that set list in the show notes so you can take a look at it too. Back to the show on March 7th. The first set opens with La Blitz into Get in the Van. Spire's coming up after that. That one I feel features the first highlight of the evening. It begins to open up and move more into its expansion about five minutes in. Very whimsically and very tenderly almost. This continues to just dance on very happily. It builds up more and more, just opening into this beautiful, hopeful jam. It does kind of plateau, but then it just soars along for a little bit, coming down and gliding around, gaining some momentum, and then it heads down into this really kind of mysterious sort of adventure heading into an unknown but very interesting territory. Then it decides to open up and head to this dizzy and distorted dance party that eventually finds its way and gets aggressive before it heads in to remind me. And this song is the first time of the evening and this whole 
uh, little run here that we really hear Stasek. It's really subtle here as they build the layers of the jam, but Ryan for sure has been turned up in the mix, not only here, but in shows, um, you know, in, in 2018, especially now in 2019 and this weekend. Um, I don't know what it is, if he's getting more comfort in his playing, he's getting, you know, he's expanding in different ways, um, he's finding a new groove because of maybe his age and, you know, having played and, you know, maybe being in Doom Flamingo helps that too, you know, and the fact that it, that pushes him creatively in a different way, so he brings that back to Umphrey's. Whatever is working, you know, whatever is happening for him, it's working. I love what he's been, you know, bringing to the table in the past, you know, year or so. I'm really all about it. Uh, cut off after that. And then a cemetery walk into cemetery walk two. We see this again being played in order. Recently done during night three of the Brooklyn run on February 16th. That was the also the last time either of these songs were played. I really like when they do this together like this. I feel like them being together makes it a complete story. Um... Like, they need to be played together to make this adventure whole, in a way, I guess. Um, these two together are another highlight, I think, from the evening, especially the last two minutes of Cemetery Walk, when it begins to warp and bend and morph into the ending of the song, and then gets slammed right down to be picked up by Joel to start this one dancing right along. It is noted on all things Umphreys that this version features an Everybody Wants You by Billy Squire tease. I'll be honest, I am unfamiliar with that song, so I don't know when that exactly happens. This one changes directions and heads into a very sneaky part of the jam that continues to experiment and test a few different directions out, eventually bursting out into the ending of Cemetery Walk 2 with Joel, taking it and setting it down so gently. I just love that song. And then Rocktopus coming in to rage out the first set. Set 2 opens with Miss Tinkles that dives right into its jam slightly after 4 minutes in, adventuring on for a few minutes and slightly about eight and a half in is when we start to see some like light peek through in this jam and then this really beautiful energy just bursts through about nine minutes building way way up and then smacking right back into Miss Tinkles. Love when they open us out with that song. Forks coming up next. Last played last year October 6th in Chicago. I really enjoy the studio version of this song on the album, but I feel like when they've played it live, the ending of it specifically, Jake doesn't push it in the same way that he does in the studio version. It just doesn't expand the same way live. Um, I don't know if that's because of... The fact, obviously, it's such a different thing. 
um, when you're in the studio than when you're playing it live. And who knows what they went through to make that happen um, in the studio. So, you know, it might be too much of a thing to to translate live, um, but it's still still a great tune. Um, Bridgeless next. This one digging its heels in about six minutes in going on for a little bit, but does kind of taper off and adventure out before starting to gain some authority and momentum and a little bit of aggression, and then eventually revs up and slams into the second half of Bridgeless. Nice little well-wishers coming out again after that. Recently dusted off during the VIP set in Detroit. I have a feeling that we will see this one at least a few more times in 2019, and I'm very okay with that. Wappy Sprayberry coming up next, another personal highlight for me, and I was reading that others are sharing the same feeling. It says in parentheses in the set list after this song, Experiment, and that is certainly what they did with this jam. The expansion begins very early, before four minutes in, Stasic taking the lead when they start to head off, keeping this thick funk sticking around for a little while before the jam begins to lift off of the ground and starts to sound like it's heading into a very interesting dream sequence. We hear Wappy creeping in the background kind of eerily slightly before nine minutes in, it becoming more and more aggressive as it billows and grows back into the monster wappy. The ending of this, the last six minutes or so, are very weird. This would be the experiment part on the set list that I mentioned when we first started talking about this song. They take this very interesting and hard-to-explain experiment and then move that into In the Black it's very interesting, you know, that ending piece and how they move it into the next song. Um, definitely give that a listen. I think it's very interesting. Um, and then Party and Peeps to close out the second set. Encore, the always gorgeous Orfeo. This song is just such an inspiring and uplifting piece of music. And then when everyone in the band comes in and it just builds on top of the beauty that Joel plays in the beginning, everything about this song just makes me smile. Just such a beautiful piece of music. Uh, the Stranger by Billy Joel to close out this evening in Bend, Oregon. That cover most recently done this past January 18th at the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. This cover has been done by the band a total of 41 times, including this time here. This version, however, also includes a tease of Regulate by Warren G. and Nate Dog. The link for the set list for this show, as well as where you can give it a listen, is in the show notes. March 8th, the band made a stop in Eugene, Oregon at the McDonald Theater. The band has played at this venue a total of five times, including this stop here. The first time that they made a stop at this venue was back on April 19th, 2004. The band has played in the city of Eugene a total of nine times, however. The first time was June 29th, 2011 at Taylor's. Also, it has been almost six years since the band has last played in Eugene. Last show was March 15th, 2013. 
this show on March 8th opens with a monster. It doesn't matter. This song, I will tell you, if if you've been listening to this show for a little while, you know the things that I have said about this song. It's so amazing how much this has grown, and it's such a baby still. It's less than two years old, about 14 months old in its life, and it's just morphed into this amazing, amazing thing, and it's so perfect in the opening spot. I just love everything about that tune. A standalone division's coming up next. Chris and Andy straight killing it about the four-minute mark until six minutes when they forcefully move it back into divisions. I'm going to be honest, I don't really have any sort of statistics about how often a standalone Divisions happens, and I do enjoy it when they adventure it off and sandwich it with other songs and do all sorts of other fun stuff to it, Um, but there's just nothing like a standalone Divisions, you know? I mean, that song just has a special place in my heart from when I first started listening to Umphreys. Maybe that's what it is, but standalone Divisions is always great. They do send this one off on a nice uplifting jam adventure slightly after eight minutes in with it really expanding and opening up about 10 minutes. It comes back down to earth to sway into the ending of the song. Crucial taunt next. And then this number five domino theory, number five sandwich was one, again, the highlights for me. I'm not a fan of Domino Theory, and I am going to be very honest. I kind of overlooked this when I first saw the set list, probably because of my dislike for Domino Theory. I instead focused my attention on the syncopated and DBK sandwiches that occurred in the second set. Um, But... Everything about the jam in this, from where it begins to forge its path about slightly about three minutes in, seeing some action from Chris and Andy again, as it just continues on this jam until slightly after seven minutes, when it brings it down to cool, and then it dances around kind of back and forth, all while building it way, way up to stomp right into Domino Theory, And like I said, I'm not a fan of this song, but I have to enjoy the the jam vehicle that this song is. And this one takes off about two minutes in and continues to soar until we see or until we start to hear number five from Stasic creeping in slightly before five and a half, making this one all dizzy and taking it full force back into number five. A much-needed little breather after that one with Ride on Pony. And then a nice fatty mulches next that goes on an interstellar reggae adventure with its jam starting about five minutes in that will eventually build back into mulches to bring this set to a close. Definitely a set closer that deserves a nice fuck yeah. The second set, and before we dive in, I will say, really, this entire second set is fire. Starting the second it opens with this DBK sandwich that starts to really dig deep into its jam slightly after nine minutes in, 
sounding all ominous and tempting. And I personally hear that Western Jam peeking out again from the It Doesn't Matter Jam earlier this year um, at the Portland show in February. Um, If you've been listening since the beginning of the year, you know what I'm talking about. Um, They rev it up and the jam begins to take on this Quentin Tarantino movie soundtrack vibe for a little bit and then it goes back into DBK Bayless leading the way on this massive jam on the way out that slams the brakes on and decides to leave that little bit of DBK to hang out for a bit going into final word and then into the conclusion of DBK to nicely close out that little sandwich A cover of I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince comes next. This one featuring Robert Searight on drums, who plays with Ghost Note. They opened for Umphreys the show before this one, this show here, and then the next night in Seattle. I Want to Be Your Lover is a newer cover for Umphreys, only done seven times, including this one here, and seeing its debut only back in 2017 on October 28th. It's fun to see the ways and different people that they've um, had to play and sing on this one. Um, Aaron Magner, Kanika Moore, uh, Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret, and Ahmed Kaleb from Sincane have all contributed their part to this cover from the band. This is another cover that I think is a really great jam vehicle for them. This one will be fun to watch in the coming years for sure. The final sandwich we see of the evening coming up next with a nice and tasty syncopated North Route syncopated. You can never go wrong with a syncopated, that is sure. And tucking that North Route in there, a tune that we've only seen 17 times in its not quite three years of life. The last time we saw this one was August 9th, 2018 at Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma that time opening the first set. The first part of the syncopated digs into a very tool type of jam about three and a half in with them feeding it more and more and allowing to trudge along being this big nasty and ominous being in a really perfect space to go into that north route. I mentioned that eventually does go back into syncopated very very nicely I highly recommend listening to this one too the always sweet Haji coming in next and a silent type that sees the beginning of its jam about three minutes in with it really sinking its heels in and expanding a few minutes later I absolutely love how they have been stretching this song lately This jam building way, way up before dancing right back into the silent type. Personally, I believe a perfect tune to end a set. Encore was Slacker. This one setting off early on before two and a half in, seeing a fun little jam session. Joel and Stasek being the main players as they build this jam. And it grows going back into the ending of Slacker to close out the entire evening in Eugene, Washington. So that's all I have for this episode of the pod. Anything that I reference throughout the show can be found in the show notes, as well as the set list 
for the shows discussed and where you can listen to them. And I would love for you to check out the show's website. That information is in the show notes as well. There is a blog on the site, advertising information, where you can find any information about upcoming meetups, and one convenient place where you can find all of the podcast episodes. Any questions or comments about anything talked about in this show or any show you listen to, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys and learning anything new about Umphreys or even podcasting. Um, I'm still really new to this and learning as I go, so any advice or tips are greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.